Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Prince. Today is March 19th and we are going to continue our one chapter a day approach through the book of Proverbs. So let's get to it. Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19, starting in verse 1, it says this, Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in lips and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he who sins hastens with his feet. The foolishness of a man twists his way, and the heart frets against the Lord. Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies will not escape. Many entreat the favor of the nobility, and every man is a friend to, who, to one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him, and how much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul, and he who keeps understanding will find good. A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall perish. Luxury is not fitting for a fool, much less for a servant who to rule over princes. The discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. The king's wrath is the roaring of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is the ruin of his father, but the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Houses and riches are an inheritance from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness casts one into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger. He who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his way will die. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Listen to the counsel and receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. There are many plans in a man's heart, nevertheless the Lord's counsel that will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. A lazy man buries his hand in the bowl and will not so much as bring it up to his mouth again. Strike a scoffer and the simple will become weary. Rebuke one who has understanding and he will discern knowledge. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Cease listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray, stray away from the word of knowledge. A disreputable witness scorns justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. Judgments are prepared for scoffers and beatings for the backs of fools. Wow, let me tell you, this is absolutely an incredible chapter of Scripture. Just an incredible chapter of Scripture. And there is so much that we could go over, but we're just going to pick out three things like we generally do. And we're going to start here in verse 3, and then I'm going to contrast it with verse 8. And we're going to see foolishness versus wisdom. Foolishness versus wisdom. So let me read verse 3 and then verse 8 for you again. It says this, The foolishness of a man twists his way, and his heart frets against the Lord. Then verse 8 says this, He who gets wisdom 
loves his own soul. He who gets keeps understanding will find good. Here we see the foolish. The foolish, they twist their way. Simply put, their path is not easy. It's not the, the, the straightest way to go. It's not the most direct way to go. In fact, it's, it's, it's difficult. You have to walk two or three times as far because it's twisting back and forth. And also with that, if, if you go and you look at the, the bends, if you've ever been out kayaking or, or canoeing or something like that, and you're with a river that bends and it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know that there are times when you can't see around the bend. The path is not only not easy, but the path is also unknown. And of course, this means that the path of the foolish leaves safety. It leaves safety behind. Their path is not the path that you want to be on. It is the path that leads to destruction. That's ultimately what happens to the foolish, right? But the heart, it says their heart also frets against the Lord. See, their thoughts are against the Lord. This is what occupies their mind. Whether it's the idea of wanting to go and go against the Lord completely, we, we, you know, we think about uh, Scripture tells us that the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Right, So an atheist who's wanting to go and to work against God all the day long, it doesn't matter how high their IQ is, they are the definition of a fool. And that's, that's something that we need to remember as Christians. That is something that we need to remember. But also, there are some fools who, who, who maybe aren't so overt in that way, but their heart just merely frets against the Lord by looking at his commands and rejecting his commands, by thinking his commands are burdensome, by going and rolling their eyes at the commands of God. That's what a fool does. It's something that occupies their mind and occupies their heart, is that their heart frets against the Lord. They're constantly just not in agreement with God. See, now the wise in contrast here. I want to start with the second part of this verse 8. It says, he who keeps understanding will find good. See, because we started off with the path of the foolish. It's not an easy path. It's an unknown path. And if it's a path that leaves safety, well, the wise, in contrast, they keep understanding and they find good. See, their path, it leads to goodness. That's where it is. And goodness is easy to find on their path. Wisdom brings goodness in your life. Their path is rewarding. See, sometimes I think that we look at the book of Proverbs or we overlook the book of Proverbs and we might think, why do we need the book of Proverbs? Why do we need wisdom? Why is wisdom such a big deal? You know, isn't it okay to just kind of live my life? But no, the reality of it is, is that the only way that you can live a rewarding life is if you're living it in accordance with wisdom as if you're finding wisdom, as if you're searching out wisdom, as if you're staying on that path that finds good, right? There is an incredible, obvious benefit to wisdom. The second thing they want to see is at the beginning of that verse 8, where it says this, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul. Now, this is in contrast with the heart of the fool frets against the Lord. See, the wise love their own soul. When you come up against God, ultimately it's yourself that you're hating. I mean, you're hating God as well, but you're, you're hating yourself because you're made in the image of God. And so when you come up against God overtly like an atheist who, who has said in his heart, there is no God, and that's the definition of a fool, uh, or, or at least a characteristic of a fool, an overt fool in Scripture, 
we know that that when they're doing that, they're they're hating God, but they're also hating themselves because they themselves are created in the image of God. But also somebody who's not overtly doing it, just somebody who thinks that God's commands are burdensome, that that goes and rolls their eyes at God's commands, that doesn't like the simple commands of God's word, who thinks, oh, I got to do that, right? What are they doing? Well, they're also hating their own soul because they're made in the image of God and God created us. He gave us his commands and his commands are what is best for us and how we can live a good life. So therefore, when you reject those commands, you're rejecting God's design. And when you're rejecting God's design, then you're going to work out of function out of creation, out of design. And what ends up happening? Well, it's disjointed. It's painful. It doesn't work. You're working against yourself. You're hating your own soul. So that's why somebody who's wise loves his own soul. The next thing that I want us to see kind of builds on this concept here. It, it is that we are commanded to walk circumspectly. Now, the word circumspectly isn't used in this chapter, at least in the version that I read from, but in verse 16, it describes what it means to walk circumspectly. And it says this, he who keeps the commandment keeps his soul, but he who is careless of his way will, ways will die. See, simply put, you should live your life carefully. So many people today live flippant lives, not thinking through what is the outcome of their actions. And this is a dangerous way to live. It's a very dangerous way to live. You know, it's that whole concept of YOLO. You know, you only live once, so so, so you better go and, and, and do this or go and do that and just kind of live this carefree life that's all centered around you and your emotions and your feelings and what you want. Well, that's a dangerous way to live. See, keeping God's commands is so important. We just talked about that. And it confirms that in this verse when it says, he who keeps the commands commandment keeps his soul. Keeps his soul. See, you don't just really only live once. The reality of it is, is that you'll be resurrected and you'll either be damned forever in hell or you'll live forever in heaven. But then the question is, is even if you live forever in heaven, are you going to stand before the Bema Seat judgment of Christ getting rewards, or are you going to stand there embarrassed, saved, as yet through the fire, but having nothing to show for it? That's the question. That's the question. See, keeping God's commands, it takes careful living. You must carefully study God's word. You must then carefully look at your life, and you must carefully consider the outcome. These are all so important, such important things to live your life carefully. Consider these things. See, we are told to walk circumspectly in the book of Ephesians, and that's what this verse is ultimately saying. And are you carefully considering how you are living each moment of your life? Are you carefully considering that? Are you going and saying, where am I going to put my foot down next? What am I going to do next with this moment? What am I going to do next with that moment? What am I going to do with my day? How is my day going to be used in God's hand? That's how we are to be living as Christians. That's how we are to be looking at it. Are you intentional in your life or are you living flippant? As Christians, you need to live intentionally. The third thing that I want us to see here this morning 
is found in verse 25. And this is know who you're talking to. This is know who you're talking to. It says this in verse 25. Strike a scoffer and the simple will become weary. Rebuke the one who has understanding and he will discern knowledge. See, sometimes this is, this is the reality of it. People aren't going to like this, but it's okay. It's true. Sometimes people deserve to be popped in the mouth. That's the reality of it. Sometimes people deserve to be popped in the mouth and scoffers are definitely in that category. I don't know if you've ever come across a scoffer. I've come across more than one is way too many to come across in your life, but I've come across, oh, dozens of scoffers in my lifetime. And scoffers are people who generally don't even look at what you're saying, don't even look at what you're standing for, don't even look about what is happening, but they just decide to go and to try to make fun of you, to try to go and to uh, ridicule you and to use uh, ad hominem attacks, right? To go and to make an attack that has absolutely nothing to do with the argument that's being presented, but it's going and saying, oh yeah, well, you're ugly, right? That's, that's kind of the, the, the heart's cry of a scoffer. They're really dumb. That's the reality of it, is that they're so dumb they can't actually interact honestly. And notice what it will happen, though, if you do pop the scoffer in the mouth. It says the simple will become weary. See, when you physically pop a scoffer in the mouth, the simple around you will say, why did you do that? Because they don't get it. Because they don't get it. Maybe you're listening today and you're going, oh, I don't get it. Why would you pop somebody in the mouth? You know, violence is always bad. Well, Jesus got a whip and drove people out of the temple, so that's not always true. And Jesus comes back with a sword, so that's not always true. In fact, in verse 29, it says this, judgments are prepared for the scoffers and beatings for the backs of fools. I mean, there's, there's some physical confrontation that's going on there in those things. But it's okay. You know, try not to be simple. Find wisdom here. There, there is just judgment. Now, in our day and age, it's, it's really, really condemned to pop somebody in the mouth, so I wouldn't suggest you necessarily do that, and we're also going to see that here in this verse. But if you find, or excuse me, if you do it on Facebook through the rebuke, uh, the simple will not just get behind you and agree. If you go and you rebuke the scoffer, the simple will come out and say, oh, you're mean. I know. I've had a lot of people type it, and it's amazing how that tone can come through even through typed out letters. So when dealing with a scoffer, remember that oftentimes ignoring or blocking the scoffer is the better way, not because they don't deserve it, but because the simple who are watching don't understand what is right. And so it's best to be effective in this situation, not to compromise your position, but to infuriate them by ignoring them ignore the scoffer. Now, on the other hand, it says this, rebuke one who has understanding and he will discern knowledge. Now, if you rebuke someone with understanding, if you rebuke somebody who is honest, somebody who's not a scoffer, somebody who is actually seeking to interact, well, he's going to discern knowledge. It will be effective. See, the reality of it is, is that there are only so many hours a day and there are only so many days a week so make your interactions count. Combating scoffers is generally a waste of time. Find those who are worth investing in. Put forth truth and convincing arguments for that truth so that others are convinced and you can find those who are actually honest in their dealings and not scoffers. 
but recognize those who like pigs wallow in the mud and let them be dirty. Don't go and get down in the mud with them. Just ignore them and let them have a mud bath all by themselves. They'll realize that they're dirty and everybody around the simple will even will look around and say, why is that guy talking that way? As opposed to going and saying, well, you're mean. That's the reality of it. So today we, we've seen this here. The idea of foolishness versus wisdom. We need to be on the path of wisdom, be a wise person. Then you need that means you need to walk circumspectly, paying attention to the commands of God, considering your life diligently, and then you need to recognize, of course, who you're talking to, because if you're gonna go and walk circumspectly, walk carefully, walk on the path of the wise, it means that you're not going to waste your time, but you're gonna be most effective with the time that God gives you in the interactions that he allows you to have. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting.